Welcome to Pictures of a Pandemic, July 28th, 2020. This is episode eight of American Baptist Home Mission Society's podcast, tallying the stories of the toll the coronavirus is taking on American Baptists and American Baptist organizations across the United States and Puerto Rico. I'm Susan Gottschall, Director of Communications. As COVID-19 has ravaged the health of Americans across the United States and Puerto Rico, we've watched businesses close. We've seen headline after headline with news of rising unemployment rates. FeedingAmerica.org reports this unemployment could translate to 17 million more Americans this year who don't have enough to eat. In 2018, the food insecurity rate in the United States was 11.5%, about 37 million individuals, including more than 11 million children. Today, because of the coronavirus, we face the possibility of more than 50 million people who don't know where their next meal's coming from. Today, I'm talking with Martha Michael Michael Levitch, excuse me, Martha, a member of Trinity Church of Northborough in Massachusetts, where a ministry fighting hunger is waged weekly. Welcome, Martha. Thank you. Your church launched a ministry called Northborough Community Meal to feed the hungry 30 years ago. I understand this program is continuing in the midst of the pandemic. How have you had to change or adapt the program to the unique situation of today's challenges? Well, as you mentioned, uh, this program started 30 years ago. It is housed, it was started by Trinity Church in Northborough and it's, it was housed in Trinity Church, but other churches, other area churches and uh, volunteer organizations provided a meal every week for the participants. Uh, no one had to make a reservation. No one was ever charged for a meal. Uh, and it was a great place for somebody to come for a meal on a Wednesday. It was always a Wednesday night, come for a meal on a Wednesday night, have fellowship and food. But with the COVID, all of our churches were closed, and these um, these individuals were missing out on the meal and the fellowship. For a little while during COVID, the beginning of COVID, one of our area restaurants that does a catering business was preparing meals every Tuesday and Thursday that he sold for about $12, and people could just drive up and get them with a reservation. But eventually he had to stop that, and we decided that our people were, were needed food and a little bit of fellowship in the sense of a smile. So we decided that we would do a curbside community meal. And we, um, so we uh, polled area restaurants, and we asked them if they would be interested in providing a meal, and uh, if they would provide a meal for $5. Uh, so we did not want the individuals that were getting the meal to pay. Uh, so we, you know, we have to get donations or funding to provide the meals. 
And that's how we've changed it. People line up to get a meal. We give them um, a hot meal, uh, dessert, water, and a fruit. Now, I understand, are they actually, are they um, standing outside or are they lining up in their cars? How is that? They're lining up in their cars. They're in their car with a mask and we have masks on. And we, um, we ask how many people, when they come, when they drive up, we ask how many people they need a meal for. There's no limit. Um, and uh, we pack the meal up with the dessert and water and fruit, and then we just hand it to them in their car. We either put it in their back seat or put it in their trunk, and they drive off. They're in a nice line in our church parking lot. And how many meals have you been, or how many people have you been serving this way? Well, uh, like a week. Okay, so it started out the first week, you know, that it started out again. We advertised where we could with churches and the food pantry. Um, uh, so the first week we ordered 40 meals, not knowing what was going to happen, and we served 39. So the next week we ordered 40 meals and we served. We also, let me back up a minute, we also purchased gift certificates to some of these area restaurants for $5 so that if we ran out of meals, we could give them a gift certificate so they could go and buy a meal. Um, and so the, the second week we did uh, the 40 meals that we, the 40, we had 45 meals and we did 45 meals plus two or three gift certificates. Anyway, last week we did 60 meals and six or seven gift certificates. So this Wednesday we have ordered 70 meals. 70 meals. So it's all, it's practically doubled. Yes. Um, that's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, I understand that you have, um, a real collaboration going on in this program between other churches, perhaps, and other businesses. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yes. we. So the Community Meals already had an established group of uh, volunteer organizations and area churches. Um, so we contacted them when we, when we started this. Um, and um, they, a lot of them at the point that we were beginning to start it, they weren't yet ready to come and give out meals. They were some concern about the COVID, um, and, but they were willing to donate some money. Um, so uh, we, we were happy to take whatever anybody could, could give us. Um, in addition, um, there were three of us that tried to start this ministry. Um, myself uh, from Trinity Church and... Um, well, actually, there were four of us. The woman who coordinates the community meals for the last 30 years, she's from Trinity Church. I'm from Trinity Church. And then we had two other women who were from um, a Catholic church in town. But also, all four of us belong to the Northboro Junior Women's Club, which is a volunteer organization. Um, so we, uh, we have collaborated. So what we did was we, we just got together and we... Um, tried to find area restaurants that might need help in, in getting some income and who might also have the goodwill of trying to provide food for people at a reasonable cost. So we called them and we asked them if they were willing and able on both accounts and our response was outstanding. I think that's a wonderful story. Um, Everybody's working together and people are getting fed and restaurants are getting some income that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And so it's really meeting a wide need, a wide uh, um, uh, array of needs in the community. 
so and how does that how does that affect the community? How does that affect the women, you know, in the in the in the women's club? I mean, can you talk a little bit about the sense of community that that creates? Yes. Um, I think Northboro has a great sense of community to begin with. The town of Northboro, I think it has a great, great sense of community. Um, and people are willing, are, are always willing to help where they can. Um, uh, one partner that we've done, that we've had in this endeavor is also the food pantry, uh, the Northboro Food Pantry. And they've been providing the fruit every week. We, we give them fresh fruit um, that they get at the Worcester Food Bank. Uh, so, it may, I have a friend that hasn't participated in, in, in the meals itself, but when I tell her what's going on every week when we come back and we've served more meals, she, this is what she said. She said, this makes my heart happy. I think that sums it up. I think people want to help where they can, and this is giving them an opportunity to do so. That's a great statement. This makes my heart happy. Yeah. This is certainly a time when we can't do enough to make our heart happy, isn't it? No, or other people's hearts happy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I understand that um, you also have a school lunch delivery program. Would you okay. tell me tell me about that? Okay. So um, during the COVID, during the school year of COVID, um, people in, in our school, in our town, we, we're a dual town. We're Northboro, Southboro school system. Um, so... Um, they were able to get a lunch delivered to them if their parents requested it. It wasn't always based on need. Sometimes it was based on the fact that a parent was so busy working they didn't, didn't want to or couldn't take time to feed their child at lunchtime. So, um, but as when school ended, that ended. And so one of the people that helped with the community meal startup is the uh, wellness coordinator for the school district. So she's in charge of all the nurses. Um, and she came to the Northboro Junior Women's Club. She's a member of the Northboro Junior Women's Club, but she came and said, how can we change this for the summer? We can't deliver lunches every day, but maybe we can do something. Um, and the, the Rotary Club in town had had, had a, a nutrition 68 program where they gave backpacks every Friday to kids for um, 68 hours while they were home on the weekend with food in it. So we, we contacted the Rotary and we piggybacked that program. Um, and we, um, we've done, we're going to do it three times this summer. And the first one was the week of July 16th. And we had, um, 20 families, these were just families in need in, in Northboro. Uh, we did 20 families and 30 boxes of food um, because if a child, if there was more than one child in the family, we wanted each child to have a box of food. So we put a wish list on Amazon and put it out to our area um, our volunteer organization and people could go on and donate the food items we some of the food items we needed and they were shipped to my house and then um so we had we packed it the, the things we ordered from amazon were things like mayonnaise and peanut butter and jelly and tuna fish and um meals complete meals um and um, raviolis and macaroni and cheese, things that kids could microwave. Um, but we also, with coordination with the food pantry, we got, we did nuts and fruit mixed and raisins and um, 
uh, bread, and uh, oh, let's see, I'm trying to think. We did fresh grapes when we delivered the food, and so it, the boxes were jam-packed with, with things. Um, and uh, so I think they were very well received. Of course, there's a great need, and uh, we will do it once more um, the end of July and once more in the middle of August. I wonder what happens. Do you know yet what the schools in Massachusetts are doing come September? So, as my understanding is by the end of July, all school, all towns have to submit three proposals to the state, one for all at home, one for half and half, and one for all going to school, and how they're going to provide that. So we don't know. So you may, I mean, if by chance schools don't go back, you may consider continuing this program then, do you think? I think so, and I think we're prepared to do the community uh, meal well into the end of December. You know, we'll probably be out there in snow coats delivering, you know, handing out meals, but the people need it. So um, we're prepared to try to do that. That's wonderful. I mean, I, I, I've been to, I was in, in uh, Boston a couple years ago, was the year like you had 40, 40 feet of snow. Um, so you're going to have to really be careful with that. Uh, wow, that's, um, that's really, really walking um, in the feet of Christ for sure. Um, goodness. Now, I, just to be clear, so the people who come to the community meals, that's publicized widely right it's anybody who hears about it can come and get food correct that's correct okay and, and there's no need established before you give the food is there oh oh no 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 uh, you know there's no need um a lot of the people we know a lot of the people that come and there is need there but it, 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 we, that's not a criteria the criteria is if you need a meal on wednesday night you come in our line We'll give you a, a smile, even though you can't see it through our mask, but you can see it in our eyes. And we'll give you a little conversation, and then you'll go on your way. It's really, really wonderful, wonderful work. Um, it's, it's a testimony, I think, to also to networking, you know, how you've made connections through your women's club and, and through the Rotary, and you're all working together to churches and and uh, community groups working together to help people who are less fortunate. That's just, um, it's a great story. Yes, last week we had, a, um, we had people from the synagogue in the next town who normally participate in community meals and they brought the dessert and water and then two women and one young boy, 12 years old, handed out the food to the people in the cars, so yes. And super. How many volunteers do you need to make that Wednesday night dinner happen? Um, we don't need too many, maybe five. You know, um, we, 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 we just, you know, we're all feeling it out every single week. We don't know. We did, we did have a, um, a Google sign-up sheet, so that's out there. It was, to, um, it was put out to the churches and uh, to volunteer groups, so people can go into our Google sign-up sheet and just sign up to bring a dessert or bring the water or and that's worked out very well so far. Did you have difficulty gathering volunteers who were willing to actually work on site and take the take talk to the people in the cars because of the risk of of uh, sharing COVID? Yes, I think we did. I think some of the uh, initial people from um, uh, the, uh, the the initial some of the initial people from the the community meal. Uh, 
mantra, you know, the people that normally provide a meal. In the beginning, they weren't really uh, willing to come and be a volunteer. They were willing to give some, donate some money, you know, donate money that they would have spent if they came uh, inside the church and made the meal. But um, as things, as the numbers get a little bit better, we're getting more people to say, you know, what do you need? Um, and we're also getting people to say, can we, can we donate? You know, can you send me the address of, of where I can send some money? And, um, and Trinity Church and our pastor has been wonderful in this, with this program, this wonderful. So what about you personally? Did you ever have any trepidation about being involved in this program for, for lack of, I mean, not for lack, but for the risk that it might present? Um, I think if it had started in March or April, I probably would not be in the parking lot. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm a much older age. My husband's older than I am. But now I feel like, you know what, we're in masks. We're outside. We're not in a building. The people that drive up are in masks. They're in their cars. Um, and I think the risk is low. And I think the, the benefit is great. I think that's a really good way to, to look at it. Mm -hmm. um, we often have to make decisions based on risk versus, versus benefit, don't we? Yes. Yeah, that's a really great way to look at it. Um, these Trinity Ministries were enhanced by a grant from um, American Baptist Home Mission Societies that was funded by donations to the One Great Hour of Sharing COVID Recovery Appeal. How, how much or how did that that grant help these programs survive? The grant it, it was amazing because with the grant, we knew now that we can really provide the services we want to provide. Um, so we, we don't have to worry from week to week if we're going to have enough money to, to provide the meal. So the grant, along with other donations, ensures that we have some longevity in the program. That's such good. That's such a good thing to hear, um, uh, especially for those people who are listening, uh, who might consider contributing to the appeal so that American Baptist Home Mission Societies can help even more churches and, and more programs that are feeding the hungry and um, meeting all kinds of other needs that people are finding as a result of this pandemic. So so um, I think we're about at the end of our time. Thank you very much for your work and for your ministry. Um, obviously changing the lives of people, children, um, every week in uh, Northborough, Massachusetts. So um, thank you for your time. Um, you and your ministry will be in our prayers and um, blessings. Thank you. And blessings to all of you who are granting, giving these grants to programs so that they can survive. Thank you. It's really important work. Yes. Thank you.